America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I am Dr. Dan Royal, and you are now listening to The Royal Treatment. That's right. We're here every week to answer your health questions, and hopefully you have some. If you have a question, we're always open to receiving them. Feel free to email me at droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. That's D as in Daniel, Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, at royalmedicalclinic, all one word, dot com. Or feel free to call us here at our clinic at 702-562-1454. That's 702-562-1454. That's the Turtle Healing Band Clinic here in Las Vegas, one of the sponsors of our show. Turtle Healing Man Clinic is under the supervision and jurisdiction of an Indian nation. In this case, the Crow Nation. The Turtle Healing Band is a facility where indigenous medicine is practiced. Do you know what that is? Well, indigenous medicine, remember, came before all other forms of medicine and includes such things as holistic, alternative, complementary types of medicine. In other words, we are focused on health optimization. Did you know that your typical so-called health insurance is not really health insurance at all? It is disease management care. That's what you're paying for, my friends, not health optimization. And by that we mean your physician can never make you healthier. He can help you manage your symptoms with pharmaceutical drugs if that is what you want, which have problems of their own. That's another subject for discussion. But if you want to be healthy, you're going to have to take matters into your own hands. We're going to talk about some of the ways in which you can do that today and some people who have done that and how they have achieved optimal health and wellness through natural means or, I should say, through the use of indigenous protocols and products to assist you in accomplishing your goals. In fact, one of our goals in listening to today's program is hoping to help make you smarter than your doctor. How can that be? Well, if you learn how to take care of yourself and be healthier, guess what? You are smarter than your doctor because he can't help you do that. And your so-called health insurance won't pay for it either. They will not pay for you to purchase supplements to invest in your health in that way or to exercise or to do other things that would invest in your health, such as detoxification, dieting, etc. You know what I'm talking about, and that's what we hope to do here on this program, is to empower you with information to help you accomplish those goals. One of the things we do like to do on this program is to review the obituaries every week of people who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. Did you know that that happens? Well, It does, and happens quite frequently, not just here, but other communities around the country and, in fact, around the world. One of the reasons that we review this is because, well, it's timely. The average life expectancy in the United States is declining every year, three years in a row, soon to be four years. Once the statistics from 2018 come in, it has been declining in 2015, 2016, 2017, and soon to be 2018, which means we will have set a new record for declining life expectancy. This past week, I had a conversation with some leaders of the Indian Nation in the Southwest, in Arizona, uh, New Mexico areas. They say that the life expectancy of the American Indian is 47. That's right, 47. 
life expectancy of non-American Indians, I should say of white Caucasians as a general rule, because those life expectancies are, can be broken down into Hispanic, non-Hispanic, blacks, etc. But as a general rule of our population of white Caucasians, the average life expectancy is approximately 78.5 years of age. Now that's about 81 for a woman and about 76 for a man, getting lower all the time. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a look at the life expectancy of those who didn't achieve it here in Las Vegas, as well as internationally around the world. So we've got some local deaths we want to take a look at when we come back from the break. Before we do that, I would like to give one last shout out to a, a sponsor of ours, the First Nation Medical Board, which licenses practitioners of indigenous medicine that work here in our clinic and in other facilities around the country, again, under the supervision and jurisdiction of the Indian Nation, where indigenous medicine is practiced. And there is, in fact, a insurance company, if I can call them that. They're really a health program company that can provide our types of patients with what you need for premium but high deductible and health savings account that can help you pay for the services that you want to achieve health optimization and at a tax deduction. So let's get started and we'll finish and come back from the break. First, we have a 40-year-old man who worked in retail. He passed away suddenly and unexpectedly, which means he died of a heart attack. 41-year-old man who loved children and animals passed away. A 47-year-old woman, a veterinary technician, passed away at home. 47-year-old man, a superintendent in commercial real estate construction, passed away from cardiac arrest or heart attack. 48-year-old man passed away. 48-year-old man, a general manager for Office Plus, passed away after experiencing a sudden illness. 50-year-old woman who worked as a teacher for Clark County School District passed away. 62-year-old man passed away from cancer. 63-year-old man who worked as a carpenter, builder, and handyman passed away. We have a 64-year-old woman, a real estate agent, who passed away. 65-year-old woman who worked in child care passed away from cancer. 65-year-old man, casino and hotel executive, died at home after a courageous battle with his pancreatic cancer. I'm Dr. Deanne Royal, listening to The Royal Treatment. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion of those who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. Stay right with us. Targeting cancer cells with DMSO reduces the need for full-dose chemotherapy by up to 90% because DMSO targets cancer cells, not healthy cells. Research demonstrates that DMSO, also known as dimethyl sulfoxide, has an affinity for cancer cells, which also allows DMSO to enter them even when DMSO is carrying chemo drugs. Could low-dose chemo with DMSO be the answer you've been searching for? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 702 1454. When low-dose chemo is combined with DMSO or insulin, it's called potentiation therapy. This is because the cancer-killing power they create together is much greater than when they're administered separately. Are you a cancer patient who wants more than disease management? Could low-dose chemo help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for low-dose chemo. That's 702-562-1454. Destination Midtown. Experience the difference. Reno's premier shopping extravaganza. Everything imaginable and more. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown. Clean Image Mobile Detailing. Rick details your car, truck, RV, horse, trailer, and airplane. Clean Image will go to your home or business. No more waiting in line. Clean Image Mobile Detailing. 775-233-5207. 233-5207. Call Rick. Midtown Reno. Experience the difference. Get down to Midtown. Midtown matters. Hi, everybody. This is Sharon Oran, and I'm here for Coffee with Sharon, the newest, hottest radio show at Northern Nevada. So why don't you join me on Thursday, 5 to 6, on my new weekly show, when we're going to have everybody that is somebody and everybody that you didn't know was somebody joining me over here for a Coffee with Sharon, talking about Northern Nevada, our local politics, and what's happening in our little state. So tune in Thursday, 5 p.m. I'll be here. Will you? Brought to you in part by Michael's Reno Power Sports. 
Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. We are back to the show, and I'm Dr. Dan Royal. And before the break, you were listening to The Royal Treatment, where we were talking about people who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. As you mentioned before the break, life expectancy is decreasing in the United States. What are the top three diseases in the United States for which people die? Do you know? Well, number one is still heart disease. About 600,000 people a year die from heart disease in the United States. Number two is cancer. But those two are virtually tied Again, approximately 600,000 people die every year in this country from cancer. Number three is debatable. Some people say COPD or congestive obstructive pulmonary disease, or I should say chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. That's a lung condition. But there's another one that actually is higher than that, and that is death from drugs and medical mistakes. 250,000 Americans die every year from that. If you include that statistic, then yes, it is the number three cause of death in this country. So be careful what you take, my friends, because you're not signing an informed consent when your doctor prescribes that drug. But when you read the side effects, one of them may very well be death. So be forewarned and forearmed. Let's continue our discussion regarding local people who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. Now I'm talking about people in the Las Vegas and Reno areas in the state of Nevada. Check your own obituaries where you live and see how they compare. We have a 66-year-old man who worked as a civilian employee with the U.S. Navy who passed away. A 67-year-old man, a body and paint man who had a passion for car restoration, passed away. A 68-year-old woman, a retired educator, passed away. A 68-year-old, a mathematics professor, passed away. A 71-year-old woman passed away. A 75-year-old woman, a first grade teacher passed away, 76-year-old man, a painter, sculptor, and art professor passed away, 76-year-old woman who worked as a sales associate for Saks off Fifth passed away in the hospital, 76-year-old man, a Navy veteran passed away after his courageous battle with cancer, 76-year-old woman, a single mother who worked as a legal secretary passed away, and finally a 78-year-old woman who had a degree in geology passed away. Now, I should mention that those people we just talked about do not always have a cause of death listed with them, at least in the local obituaries. However, in this next list we're going to look at, international celebrity notables around the world who passed away, well, these all will have a cause of death, although similarly, the cause of death is not always reported, perhaps it's even unknown. But that will not be the case as we proceed with the list I'm going to share with you now. Now, these are international celebrities who died too young for disease they shouldn't have had, just over the last week, so pay attention. We have Remy Gazelle, French video game composer, died at 41 years of age from cancer. Kamlesh Balmiki, Indian politician and former poly leader, died at 51 years of age from an apparent case of poisoning. Ali Mohammed Mohar, Pakistani minister of narcotics control, died at 52 years of age from a heart attack. Marcelinus 
Paytu, Indonesian politician in the region of Inde, died at 55 years of age from a heart attack. I always find these interesting because these people are younger than me. Dave Bookman, Canadian radio broadcaster, died at 58 years of age from a brain aneurysm. Sometimes brain aneurysms are not known until they actually burst. So if they're found, it's usually by serendipity on an MRI of the brain. Jack Black, or I should say Jake Black, Scottish musician who composed theme to Sopranos, died at 59 years of age from acute respiratory illness. Moni Suba, an Indian politician and member of parliament, died at 61 years of age from heart failure. Haryam Rathore, Indian politician and member of parliament, died at uh, 61 years of age in the hospital from a prolonged illness. Gary Fraley, American sports writer for the Dallas Morning News, died at 64 years of age after battling cancer for two years. Seamus McGrain, an Irish Republican and leader of the real Irish Republican Army, died at 64 years of age from a heart attack. Jaroslav Frick, Czech poet, musician, and publisher, died at 69 years of age from cancer. Ellis, American journalist, died at 69 years of age from colon cancer. Bill Buckner, American professional baseball player, died at 69 years of age from Lewy body dementia. Now, there are a few different types of dementia, which means that you're losing your brain cognition. There is Alzheimer's. And there is vascular dementia, and there is this type, Lewy body, which is something that's actually found by microscopic visualization in pathology. We have Ronald Nehring, Justice of UT, Utah Supreme Court at 71 years of age for complications of radiation treatments of cancer. Imagine that. The treatment of his cancer killed him. Shang Shipping. Chinese chairman of world's largest producer of aluminum died at 72 years of age from an unspecified illness. Harry Hood, Scottish soccer player and manager, died at 74 years of age from cancer. Beaton Tolk, the Canadian premier of Newfoundland and Labrador, died at 75 years of age from prostate cancer. Veiru Devgan, Indian film choreographer, actor, and director, died at 77 years of age from a heart attack. Alan Murray, Australian golfer died at 78 years of age from skin cancer. And finally, Dumiso Dabengwa, president of Zimbabwe African People's Union, died at 79 years of age from liver disease. Well, we always have interesting things going on with our patients. Much to learn from them. But one patient in today who was recently diagnosed with colon cancer this is back in December. She had a follow-up test in January, or I should say colonoscopy, where the lesion looked to be dissolving and disappearing because of some things that she had done as a holistic practitioner. And yet the doctors want to take out a large portion of her colon. There's no evidence that the cancer has spread. We're getting some baseline labs on her today to figure out where she's at with all of this. But there's no evidence to indicate that it is malignant that it has gone anywhere beyond stage one. In fact, if it even exists at all, since I couldn't find any evidence that they'd done any cancer antigen testing, although we recommend that the patient check some other things as well, such as nagalase, the enzyme produced by cancer to inhibit and or paralyze your immune system and cancer antibodies, which we can get through Oncolab in Boston. These are all markers to give us a more three-dimensional picture of what's going on with the patient. But the point is, her physicians wanted to take out a large portion of her large intestine from the cecum on, or where the small intestine meets the large intestine, including the appendix. Naturally, the patient is not willing to do so if the cancer doesn't exist and hasn't spread. So stay tuned on that one. We have other patients who've done extremely well with something as simple as a plasma field and a pulsing electromagnetic field in combination for the treatment of their cancer. In fact, we have a protocol by which we are treating these patients. We evaluate them after 20 treatments, and we have found so far in the four patients we've been able to treat using this completely non-invasive protocol where they simply lie still holding the plasma tubes on a pulsing electromagnetic field 
bed for 24 minutes. Very simple. The plasma tube allows for oxygen in the form of ozone and energy in the form of photons to be absorbed through the skin. There's a radio transmitter, or I should say frequency device, which emits a pulse that converts your minerals to enzymes in the body. And finally, there's an electromagnetic field, a pulsing electromagnetic field, that helps to increase the cellular voltage of your cells like a battery. Long story short is the cancer antibodies in every single one of these patients has decreased significantly. In fact, they became normal in 100% of these patients after 20 treatments. What I like about this protocol is that, well, first of all, it's non-invasive. And secondly, it's actually quite soothing. Most patients fall asleep while they're being treated. But thirdly, it can be done at home. Just imagine if you have cancer, instead of having to go to the doctor's office and receive your radiation treatment, which killed the Utah Supreme Court judge we just mentioned earlier, or to receive chemotherapy, which destroys your immune system along with the cancer, eliminating it perhaps temporarily, because when the cancer comes back, they have nothing else to offer. Why? Well, they've destroyed your immune system along with the cancer, and you have no defense. So just imagine if you could treat yourself at home for your cancer non-invasively during the day using this very simple combination of a photon sound beam and pulsing electromagnetic field. Wouldn't that be wonderful? And then at night, you sleep on your magnetic pad. We've talked about this before, but the purpose of the magnetic pad is to increase the gauss, the strength of the Earth's magnetic field, which should be much, much higher than it is right now. It's 0.5 and declining since we've been measuring it in 1860. The gauss allows your brain to do its job at night, to resonate with your organs so that they can heal and repair. Now, studies have been shown using 5 gauss with rather amazing results. In fact, we believe that the Earth's magnetic field was 5 gauss about 4,000 years ago. But just using 5 gauss over a period of 6 months has helped to eliminate the pain associated with fibromyalgia and arthritis over 90% of the time. If you increase that to 10 gauss, well, your results could perhaps be achieved in three months. Now double it again to 20 gauss and perhaps within six weeks. The strength of the gauss or earth's magnetic field does make a difference. The point is, these are things that can be done at home to help you heal naturally, non-invasively, and effectively while the doctor simply monitors your progress. Isn't that the way it should be where you're in control of your health naturally, helping your body to reverse, to put it back where it needs to be in symbiosis with the rest of your body. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. We're going to take a short break and come right back, so stay with us. After forming all the organs and body components necessary for human life, stem cells disappear, right? No! Stem cells are present in all of us, just waiting for an opportunity to regenerate organs, joints, ligaments, muscles, and other body tissues they originally formed. Dr. Dan Royal has developed a unique patent-pending process for obtaining stem cells from your own blood. Stem cells can be concentrated, prepared, and delivered to areas where you need them most to repair old, damaged, and dying cells. Can your own stem cells help rejuvenate your body? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Your own naturally occurring stem cells are the ultimate anti-aging treatment. They can be used to improve facial appearance and hair growth, as well as for aches, pains, and other conditions. Could your own stem cells help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Find out by calling Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454. Don't wait. Call today. That number again is 702-562-1454. Call Sarasic Dental because you're worth it. They can make your smile perfect. You're gonna love your new smile. Sarasic Dental for a perfect smile. Sarasic Dental has a $125 special that includes a cleaning, x rays, a free Sonicare toothbrush, and a free cosmetic makeover consultation. Sarasic Dental for a One in three adults in America have prediabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. 
This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. <clears throat> Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has mom my. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Bet he can't say that in reverse. Veterans Outreach is a program sponsored by Nonprofit Assistance League Reno Sparks, supports homeless veterans and their families. Working with the Homeless Veterans Project, the VA Hospital, homebound veterans, and women veterans, they provide warm coats, bus passes, housewares, bedding, baby items, and other essentials. These services are funded through sales at the Assistance League Thrift Shop, 1701 Vassar Street in Reno. Open 10 to 4, Monday through Saturday. To find out what's hot and happening, join Lady J for Smooth Jazz 2 Join me Saturdays, 10 to noon, here on America Matters. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. We are back to the show, and you're listening to Dr. Dan Royal with The Royal Treatment. Last week, we mentioned something quite interesting, and that was Walmart is recommending its employees go to a select number of imaging centers, about 800 to be exact. This is based on recent information, maybe not so recent, uh, which we'll mention in a moment, that diagnostic imaging centers are making mistakes. Making mistakes, imagine that. Well, Walmart has been doing this since about 2013. They've been sending workers to their depend and their dependents to select hospitals across the country where it believes they can get better results for spine surgery, heart surgery, joint replacement, weight loss surgery, transplants, and certain cancers. Why are they doing this? Well, studies show that a three to five percent error rate each workday is a typical radiology practice, but some academic research has found mistakes on advanced images such as CT scans and MRIs can reach up to 30 percent of diagnoses. Now, although not every mistake affects patient care, with millions of CT scans and MRIs done each year in the United States, such mistakes can have a significant impact. One of the things we looked at was a, a article, a publication that came out in, well, it's actually 2012, and Walmart began taking action shortly thereafter. Let's take a look at this. Mammography, well, that has been the standard care for many women for the detection of, breast, detection of breast carcinoma for some time. We typically recommend that a woman simply get a breast ultrasound. Why? Well, we try to minimize their exposure to radiation, number one, and ultrasound does not require that the breast be compressed, which can be quite uncomfortable for some women. Nevertheless, a misdiagnosis of breast cancers occur in up to 30% of screening mammography studies according to multiple randomized controlled trials. Given that 38,294,403 mammography studies were performed annually in the United States as of 2013, it is evident why radiologic misdiagnosis is an important public health issue. Moreover, screening mammography also results in overdiagnosis in 54 percent of the cases, which represents the false positive findings that would not have become symptomatic during a woman's lifetime if no screening had taken place. But what happens when they find a false positive? Well, now the woman goes to the doctor who wants to do a biopsy. Why does he do the biopsy? Well, he can't take out the lump because insurance wouldn't pay for it unless he has a diagnosis. So he has to do the biopsy to get the diagnosis to take out the lump. You got that? Now, there's another study which we mentioned uh, before on this program that talks about the rate of spreading cancer from biopsies. And breast cancer is at the top of that list. I'll have to pull that study and talk about it some other time because it mentions the risk of spreading other diseases as well by biopsy. With radiologic diagnostic testing, as in laboratory 
medicine. Diagnostic errors may result from failures related to test ordering before a radiologist is ever involved or in the ordering clinician's use of the results after the radiologist's work is complete. Diagnostic errors attributed to radiologists have been grouped as related to failures in detection, interpretation, communication of results, or suggesting an appropriate follow-up test. So there's many ways by which a misdiagnosis might occur. Despite the high prevalence and serious consequences of diagnostic errors until recently, they have received relatively little attention. Perhaps until Walmart started recommending their patients go to selective imaging centers that they consider to be places of excellence, not found to be, or at least making mistakes as high as some other institutions. For example, a tech search of the 1990 Institute of Medicine report entitled To Errors Human, which focused on the importance of medical error, found the term, quote, diagnostic errors, end quote, mentioned only twice compared with 70 times for, quote, medication errors, unquote. So something that has been overlooked for some time is something we need to think about when we are having imaging studies done because that interpretation can perhaps be a matter of life and death for the patient, at least where cancer is involved. I wanted to update you on a study we started back in 2018, recently had the opportunity to review the data that we've been collecting from our patients. When we published it in 2018, we had 20 patients. We published that online. You can find that study at firstnationmedicalboard.com, firstnationmedicalboard.com, where you look for the Nagalase study. Now, when you have a subject sample that is less than 30, we call that a T-test. But let's say I have 10 patients, and 7 out of 10 of those patients improve with whatever marker I'm measuring. That's a 70% success rate. That's far more than placebo, which is about 30%, which is about where most drugs come in. But when you expand it, the question is, will that percentage rate go up or down? So when I updated the study... It went from 20 to 33 patients. What does that mean? Well, it means we went from a T-test to a Z-test. That means we've now gone from less than 30 to more than 30 patients, so it becomes even more statistically significant. What we found in our study was that patients who had a baseline Nagalase test, and they had a Nagalase test because they had been diagnosed with cancer or an active Epstein-Barr virus. Remember, the test to order for that is Epstein Barr virus early antigen. It may also be referred to as the IgG D antigen, but it's Epstein Barr virus early antigen. That helps us to see if the first of all the patient has the virus, and secondly, if it is active. So the patients who had a Nagalase test done before and after taking a what we call a Nagalase modifier had an 82% success rate of lowering their Nagalase level. 82%. Keep in mind, this is far above placebo. Now, we found that those patients who continued on for a, another course, another 38 course of the Nagalase modifier, that percentage rate went up to 91%. That would mean after two months on the Nagalase modifier, they improved by over 90% in reducing their Nagalase level. In other words, this particular Nagalase modifier was found to be quite highly successful in not just 20 patients, but now as many as 33 patients. I thought that quite interesting because we also found that the patients who had cancer antibodies, if they went through a couple of courses of the Nagalase modifier, their cancer antibodies improved 100% of the time. Very interesting. It's an ongoing study, and we're glad to be a part of it, just as we're glad to be studying these same biomarkers using the photon protocol, which I mentioned earlier. The photon protocol is a combination of using a plasma field with a pulsing electromagnetic field. Now, we did have something that happened recently that was quite interesting. Sometimes we discover things by serendipity. Serendipity means by chance. I had a patient who came into my office. He's a former football player, six foot three, three hundred and forty-five pounds. So he's a big 
person. And he did a combination treatment using the plasma field and the pulsing electromagnetic field. Now, he had just drawn his blood, but for some reason, he had an appointment with the doctor, literally across the street, a couple of days later, who also drew his blood. And as a result of that, we were able to see some things that were quite interesting. In two days after he had his combination, here's what we his hematocrit decreased 9% towards normal. Now, because he's a big person, he's probably having sleep apnea, so he has a high hematocrit and high hemoglobin because his body is producing more blood to get more oxygen to the cells. However, if we're able to improve the oxygenation of his cells, that should decrease. His hemoglobin decreased 29% towards normal. Again, keep in mind, this is two days after one treatment. He had an elevated liver enzyme, actually he had two of them. One of them improved 100% and became normal with an additional 36% below normal. The other one reduced 47% towards normal. He had a high cholesterol to HDL ratio. That's total cholesterol compared to your good cholesterol. That improved 42% towards normal. And he had a good cholesterol the HDL, or high-density lipoprotein, that increased 11%. In other words, going up. And perhaps most interesting, he had a homocysteine level, that's a biomarker for cardiovascular risk, that increased, uh, or I should say decreased, 30% towards normal. All of this happened within two days after one treatment using a combination of plasma field and pulsing electromagnetic field. Now, something else also happened because he exercises. As you can imagine, he lifts some heavy weights, and he was doing a routine where he was exercising his chest and his arms. He found that he was able to increase weight. Not just that, he was able to increase reps. So he went from a series of 15 reps, three sets, to four sets, something he'd never even attempted before. And guess what? The next day when he would go to bend his arms, because normally he couldn't bend his elbows after such a heavy workout, those of you who have lifted weights know what I'm talking about, he was astonished because he had no stiffness, no soreness whatsoever from his weight lifting routine. And that's after one treatment with the plasma field, pulsing electromagnetic field. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. We're going to continue our discussion right after the break. So please stay with us. Low-dose chemotherapy uses only 10 to 20% of full-dose chemo, and it's known as IPT, or insulin-potentiated therapy. It's one of the safest and most innovative approaches to treating cancer effectively. IPT virtually eliminates side effects of full-dose chemo, such as nausea, hair loss, and fatigue. Could IPT be the answer you've been searching for? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. IPT uses low-dose chemo with insulin. Cancer cells have up to 20 times more insulin receptors and use up to 20 times more sugar than normal cells. That's why cancer cells thrive while normal cells struggle to survive. One study showed that using low-dose chemo with insulin resulted in a 10,000% increase in cancer-killing ability. Could IPT with low-dose chemo and insulin help you? Call Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for IPT. That's 702-562-1454. Hi, honey. Don't you hi, honey me. Your life is so f***ed up. Wait a minute. I'm not that bad. You have a DUI. You even beat me up the last time you were drunk. And that babe you're running around with is on meth and lost her kids to CPS. And don't get me started on your brother. He's as bad as you are ignoring his court stuff for so long that now he's going to jail. Well, well, what can I do, honey? You can go see Dr. Richard. That's what. Dr. Richard can help you with court-approved counseling and classes. He works with DUIs and substance abuse, drug court and CPS compliance issues, and can do mental health evaluations. You better call right now.
right now, dude. 775-683-1108. Call Dr. Richard today. 775-683-1108. You know, honey, I tell you what, I'm going to call him right now. Well, let me give you those numbers again. You better remember this. Call Dr. Richard, 775-683-1108. He can really help you. 775-683-1108. You know what, honey? I'm doing it for you because I don't want to be f***ed up anymore. Destination Midtown. Experience the difference. Reno's premier shopping extravaganza. Everything imaginable and more. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown. Ponderosa Meats, the anchor of Midtown since 1954. USDA choice, USDA prime cut. Ponderosa grass-fed beef. Call 775-322-4063. Ponderosa Meats, tradition, quality, and prime service. Midtown Reno, experience the difference. Get down to Midtown. Midtown matters. It's your worldwide invite to Charbecue, the butcher's kitchen. Perfection in tri-tip, rib tips, and brisket. Rotisserie chicken with the white sauce. All hardwood smoked. Old world sausage aged to perfection. Wood smoked fire. Charbecue, the butcher's kitchen. 7689 South Virginia. Call in and pick up dinner. Charbecue, the butcher's kitchen. Get in and get real. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ, a Lotus Broadcast Station, the power of radio since 1967. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. We are back to the show. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you're listening to The Royal Treatment. I guess I should mention again, as I did earlier in the show, if you have a health question, feel free to send it to me, droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. That's D as in Daniel, royal at royalmedicalclinic, all one word, dot com. Or call us here at 702-562-1454, 702-562-1454 here at the Turtle Healing Man Clinic with your question. And if we use your question on the air, we will send you a free bottle of RBC Blend. Something we use to increase circulating stem cells in our patients is the only thing I've ever found to lower creatinine. And those of you who have kidney-related issues, that's a $100 value just for using your question on the air. Regardless, if you email me your question, it will be answered, whether it's on the air or off the air. Now, before the break, we were talking about my patient who had somewhat dramatic results after one treatment with the photon protocol. I'm going to call it the photon protocol, even though it's a combination of plasma field, pulsing electric magnetic field, because that's a mouthful. So I also had an experience with the photon protocol. But before I get to that, I'd like to tell you of another related experience. I recently was in a motor vehicle accident. Unfortunately, someone turned in front of me while I was headed to the intersection to turn right. Some Good Samaritan apparently allowed them to turn in between traffic and unbeknownst to me that they were crossing my lane as I was moving forward and did not see them until I was right on them. So I did the best I could to avoid them. But in the process of doing so, my car jumped the curb and ran into a wall. All of the airbags went off. When that happens, you think that you are a ghost and have gone to heaven. My car was totaled. And I walked away. Now, I was fortunate to walk away without any injuries, but I expected to be sore the next day, second day, third day. I've worked with pain patients before, and I know what happens. And guess what? Nothing happened. No stiffness, no soreness from a motor vehicle accident where I totaled my car. How is this possible? The only thing I was doing at the time was sleeping on magnetic pads. The magnetic pad that I use is 10 Gauss. That was the only thing I can attribute it to because at the very least, I expected to be sore and nothing happened. Now, let me talk about the photon protocol. I recently had an interesting experience myself. I had been using the photon protocol earlier this year, and I noticed something very curious, which had never happened before. I've been doing a certain type of cardio exercise, cardio intervals at a certain incline on a certain program and a certain resistance for the past couple of years. But when I started using the photon protocol, I found that I needed no second wind. Now, if you're running long distance, you know what I mean. You run until 
your body kicks into a state where the adrenaline starts to take over and you feel as if you could keep running forever. That didn't happen. I didn't have to reach that during my 60-minute or one-hour workout. The other thing I noticed was I had no muscle fatigue. There gets a point in the exercise where your body will change from aerobic to anaerobic metabolism. And if there's an issue in doing so successfully, you'll start to have muscle cramps, of which I experienced nothing. I thought that's quite remarkable, and this happened even for many weeks after I had my last treatment. But the last couple of weeks, I did something a little different. I had a treatment on a Thursday and Friday before I exercised on Saturday, and I noticed a dramatic improvement in my performance, not just in my endurance. In other words, there's a certain calorie level I'm trying to achieve when I'm exercising, and I thought this was not even possible for me to achieve. That's why I used it as a benchmark for every time I exercised. Well, about a week ago, I met and exceeded that goal. This was an improvement of about 8% over the previous week in total calorie expenditure when I had not had a photon protocol treatment. The following week, I did the same thing. I had a treatment on Thursday and a treatment on Friday, and I went to exercise on Saturday. I found that I improved yet again. This was now a 10% improvement over the week before, and yesterday, I exercised again and improved even more for a total of 11% over where I was about two weeks ago prior to having the photon protocol. Now, if you were an athlete, I think this might be of interest to you. Why? This improvement was made by using light, sound, and magnetic fields. It has nothing to do with the magic pill, whether it be a drug or a supplement, or even practice. It had nothing to do with any of that, only energizing the cells at the cellular level, restoring negative charge that should be there. Recharging your battery. You have to try it to believe it, but I'm a believer now. Moving on, we'd like to talk about, well, some myths in medicine. You know what myths are. They're like dogma, things that we think are true, but in reality are not. Recently, I went to the dentist. I started going to the dentist again because, well, I Never had any cavities in my life and got to the point where I thought, why do I need to see a dentist? But I ended up going back. He found an issue. We addressed it. This was a couple of years ago. So I've been returning about every six months, like many of you, to have my teeth cleaned. And one of the things the dentist will use on your teeth is fluoride. Why does he use the fluoride? Well, when your gums start to recede and the enamel is no longer there and the dentin is exposed, now the tooth is softer and much more vulnerable to damage. Putting the fluoride on the teeth can help to harden it like the enamel on your teeth when the dentin is showing. I thought this quite interesting. But the thing that we do not recommend, because you can put fluoride on the teeth and you can spit it out or wash and rinse and spit, we do not recommend drinking fluoride. There are a number of reasons why you shouldn't. But let's take a look at this. The theory behind the introduction of fluoride into your water supply seems beneficial to reduce the incidence of dental cavities in your children. However, health dangers of fluoride are so numerous that they far outweigh any benefit to your teeth. That's if what a fluoride actually did what it's claimed to do. Even promoters of fluoride today can see that the major benefits are only from topical applications, as I mentioned earlier. Fluoride works from the outside of the tooth, not from the inside of your body. So why would you think of Swallowing it. Statistics tell us that water fluoridation is ineffective for preventing cavities. There's practically no difference in tooth decay between fluoridated and non-fluoridated countries and no difference between states that have a high or low percentage of their water fluoridated. And yet we have water fluoridated here where I live. In fact, it was quite a battle when I was growing up to fluoridate the water. When I grew up in Eugene, Oregon, we were able to beat it at that time. But the aluminum industry that produces fluoride as a Hazardous byproduct continues to fight until they get what they want. And years later, well, guess what? They voted to put the fluoride in the water. So fluoride no longer costs the aluminum industry an expense to dispose of it as a hazardous waste. They've simply convinced the cities that they need to buy it, turn it into a profit revenue source by putting it into the water because, well, 
it might actually prevent a cavity in one of our children, which is, of course, a bald-faced lie. So fluoride can cause significant harm from dental fluorosis to thyroid damage, to reduced IQ, and much more. Fluoride is a known carcinogen, by the way, can also contribute to cancer. Now, one of the things I always thought very interesting about fluoride is when people were exposed to fluoride, on the x-ray, it looks as if their bones are stronger. Guess what? That is not true. They are not stronger. They are actually more brittle, more likely to break. The x-ray is an illusion because it does not contribute to tensile strength. It simply makes the bones more brittle. And this is in addition to the other things that I just mentioned. It's purported that during World War II, the Nazis put fluoride into the water of concentration camp prisoners. Why did they do this? Well, perhaps they were hoping to slowly poison them. But again, through serendipity, through accidental discovery, they found out that drinking the fluoride actually helped to make these prisoners more docile, more compliant, more easy to control. So there's perhaps a lot more going on by putting the fluoride in the water, but certainly it's not doing anything that is purported to do by those who are advocating for its use in our drinking water. Here's another one. GMOs, crops, are safe, well-tested, and economically beneficial. True or false? Well, GMOs may be the greatest health disaster in the American diet. Within nine years of their introduction in 1996, multiple chronic illnesses jumped from 7% to 13% of our population. Food allergies doubled in less time, and many other ailments have exponentially increased with the induction, introduction of GMO foods. Millions have already suffered health problems caused by genetically modified organisms, that's GMO, in their diet. The American Academy of Environmental Medicine has already urged doctors to prescribe non-GMO diets for all patients, citing studies that show how GMOs cause disorders, such as vital organ damage, gastrointestinal and immune system problems, accelerated aging, infertility, and dysfunctional regulation of insulin cholesterol. But not only are GMO foods a health disaster, they also pose a significant environmental threat and industry promises of financial benefits have turned out to be false as well. So why do we use GMO? Why are we consuming these things? Well, follow the money, my friends. Somebody is making a profit and they don't care about your health. These statistics don't mean anything to them, but hopefully they mean something to you. And if you want to be healthy, you will be forearmed and forewarned and take these matters under your advisement. In other words, you need to make your own decisions about what's best for you and your family. And you need to be proactive, doing something the best of your health every single day and doing things to detox as well. There are many things that can be done for that, including sweating, including drinking adequate water, including coffee treatments, and so forth. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You've been listening to The Royal Treatment. Hopefully today, you're a little bit smarter than your doctor. Till next week, my friends, you be well. <laughs>